Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. And this is episode 21. That's right. So we are, we're past the milestone. We have to wait another like eight or nine episodes before we have another anniversary. As, oh, yeah, as I it suppose. Would be, so. I mean, 21, if these were like years, it'd be a milestone. It would year. be. But 25 is kind of a milestone, too. So if you reach 25, that's like... 25 percent of the way to a, <laughs> you can rent a car yeah is that is, i don't know when you can rent a car i'm too old i don't remember 25 unless you're married and then you can okay in most states anyway so uh fun fact i have a new car i, <laughs> you I did, do so i've as did everybody we knows this we did a little bit i said okay. i bought it it's a 128i which yep. is the e82 e86 e80 always oh, far as the chassis code yeah, that no one knows unless and you're now, a bmw it, nerd yep and it's got an n52 engine yep which i love so this is the last of the uh, naturally aspirated inline six cylinders from BMW. Right, right, exactly. I think it's a 2.8 liter, three liter or something. So I think it might, actually be, I think it might actually be a three liter. Right, engine. because the numbers now in the BMW lineup mean nothing. Anymore. Yeah, it yeah. used to be so like 323 and 318 and right, that's now something. Now it's the displacement. Now it's just how many doors you have. Right. <laughs> yeah, so the 28 is now the three liter because the the 130, is there a 30? I there's a 330. Right. Yeah, and, it, and that's actually the turbocharged engine. No, that's the 335. Then what's a 30? Well, in this era, I, <laughs> it would have been the <laughs> this 330. This is why this is this stupid. This is so stupid. Why this did they do this? This is why this is stupid. It's so dumb. They should have just left it alone. Anyway, yeah. I love the engine. It's uh, It's been pretty reliable so far. I've only had Today. it for a week. It's one of the smoothest engines I have ever ever driven well that's the whole thing about bmw's naturally aspirated and i, I kind of remember engines. back to my the e30 that i had that was okay. really really nice it was a 325 is and that engine also was really really smooth i always people ask well what it was like to drive an e30 blah blah, blah. i'm like that car was really it was a machine you could yeah. it was just like it it's just like ran the, really well yeah the precision sewing machine yeah exactly hood. exactly just, it just <laughs> was really smooth and it didn't it doesn't vibrate weird except for when it's when you first started up i think it might have a leaky injector because there's like a rough second that's the cam you got a big cam yeah, i got there. a cam yeah there that, you go. that's that's it for sure <laughs> um it does have a little bit of nanny traction control okay. and i need to can I need you to, turn it off you have Traction control on, okay. and then you have dynamic traction control, yep. and then you have traction control off. Okay. So I keep forgetting to turn it off when I'm driving, but I'm also like, it's. When are you? Are you really like drifting around was, every corner? I was driving around an on ramp yesterday, and I felt the rear end start to come out. I'm like, yeah, sweet. And then it was like, nope. And I was like, <laughs> oh man, foiled. Yeah, foiled again. So um, that's you know. There I, was a thing I remember back in the forums for Volkswagens where you like put a resistor or something in that circuit for the switch. And so it'll like somehow you can program it where basically it thinks you're hitting the button every time you turn the car on to deactivate it. Oh, there you go. There so you go. So I'm sure there's well, some way. The to... old man in me likes the likes that it's there. Right. You know, because it especially when it was snowing out the other day, it was it was good. I mean, it, it really helped out just with like wheel spin and, sure. you know, getting going and stuff like that. So I didn't mind it so much. But That's when true. I when I want to just drift. Do we know if that thing has a limited slip? I have no idea. You just I one wheel peel in here. That thing is basic right i mean it's it's the stock engine it obviously it came stock from yeah. the factory um, okay. but it's the it's the i should say it's the base engine yeah there's no i don't have i drive i don't have anything thank goodness the only thing it does have the sport seats and the sport suspension which right. i like um but yeah i really like the car it's other than i gotta fix the headlight but it 
which I haven't done. I got the ballast for it yep. since they said the ballast was full of water. So I got a new ballast for oh, the HID, okay. and then I got to fix that. But it's been today's the only day that I could have done it because it's fifty it's now fifty degrees outside, somewhat warm. But um, I just saw that we have a blizzard warning for this weekend, yeah. just west of us, not here, but we got well, a blizzard warning. So it generally comes from the west to us. Yeah, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Well, they did you? They don't have any trees out there, so that's part of the problem, I think. <laughs> I suppose it yeah. blows. Yeah. Did you fix the radiator? Sort of. Sort so, of. Sort okay. of. So I ordered a radiator from Chad, and uh, right. That, well, you to, should say SCI, one SCI, of our sponsors. Yep, our, our sponsor, SCI. Ordered a radiator from, from Chad at SCI. And uh, while I was waiting for it to get in, mm-hmm. I, I let it leak a little bit, like leak some of the coolant out of the system. And then I opened the cap to release the pressure, and then I let it sit and okay. cool down for a little bit. And then I, um, where it was leaking, it was just like a little crack next to the flange of the radiator. On okay. the top or on the bottom? Top, the upper radiator hose. Okay. There's a little crack. So I got brake cleaner from Walmart. Yeah. Like, I think this was actually on my way home from recording last week's podcast. Okay. Stopped at Walmart. I went in, let it cool down. Right. Bought brake cleaner and epoxy. And oh, you jury rigged it. I just, yeah, yeah. So I just sprayed <laughs> it off it? with brake cleaner and put a little bit of five-minute epoxy on there and sure. just sat in the parking lot for half an hour on my phone. And then I filled it up, drove it home, no leaks. And it hasn't You didn't even since. wait until you got home to do this? You did it in the parking lot? No, I did it in the parking lot. lot. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Because I, I don't know. I just wanted to get it done. <laughs> okay. You know me. You know me. I, when Zero I, patience, I, even when it makes no sense to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wanted to get it done. I just wanted okay. it to be fixed. God I didn't want to think about it anymore. you have any tools anymore. on you or anything? What or? tools would I need for epoxy? I was just like... <laughs> just put it on there yeah, okay and it works it's not leaking anymore so i told chad to send the radiator back <laughs> and we'll just you'll just it's such a small leak so if it starts leaking again i'll just order another radiator yeah. but in the meantime i'm just gonna leave it okay you know at least until it's warm you that's know, I true just, i just don't want to deal with it right now no, i got just, you there whatever it's just too much to too much to deal with another thing yeah is i wanted to ask you what type of person okay, okay. so i want you to imagine a person eats pizza yeah. in the bathroom that is shared <laughs> by everybody that is in this building. Wait, <laughs> you're talking in our studio space? Yeah, yeah, there's like crusts of pizza in the garbage can <laughs> in the bathroom. Like, so- <laughs> I mean, maybe he just was sitting down for a, a timely session and... <laughs> Just I've never, to, I've never eaten on the toilet. I haven't either. That seems so gross and like... Oh. I mean, you're, it's the cycle, right? Right. <laughs> going in and coming out at the same time. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know it's what's like, going on with uh, that. I think they have some super high-end toilet seats. I'm sure it's in Japan where you sit on it and it weighs you as you're shitting. <laughs> so you can see how much you're only, losing for weight. Only only in Japan. Right. But then you can eat and gain weight as you lose it. Right. Sure. Yeah. So That's I've also really been funny. thinking about uh, some road trips that I want to do. Because okay. I've had some people contact me about more films and marketing opportunities and stuff like that. Sure. So I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. Okay. So it kind of started out that I wanted to do like a Great Lakes trip. Yeah, I remember And then you I talking started taking the little yellow Google guy and I started dropping him around all the roads that you would take. Okay. That's boring, man. Really? It's just, yeah, it's just Canadian tundra. It's really boring. It's Aren't flat. Are you around the lake the whole time? No, you're not. Why not? Most often you are not. There's no roads that go next to the lake. That seems odd. Yeah. So at least Lake, uh, at least Lake Michigan and Lake yeah. Superior. Huh. There's okay. just not, I mean, it's just, there's just nothing. It sucks. So I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Um, and I, I literally, I dr- dragged the guy all the way around Lake Superior and I got all the way over towards um, one of the other lakes. And I'm like, you know what? It's shit to hear. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's pretty. Right. But it's not, I'm, it's all the same. There's no variation. Yeah. So I kind of gave up on it. And then I, so then I, 
I'm like, well, what else can I do with it? So then I looked at the Appalachian Trail. Sure. So starting out in, I would probably ship the car to like New York City, start there, and then drive the Appalachian Trail down to like Helen, Georgia or something. That'd be cool. And that looked pretty cool. That was really. Okay. That now, looked like a pretty there, legit option. You know, knowing um, the film Dazeel talking about, you know, your previous road trip here, you, you had a destination in mind at your starting point, which was yep. the, uh, the Rensport, not Rensport. Car Week. Um, Car Week. Um, is there anything that you're going to try to kind of correlate with another road looked, trip then? Or? I looked at some, like, uh, I was going to do it this coming, uh, at the end of April, but I'll be traveling. So I can't do it. Okay. There's like a, there's like an event going in Hershey, Pennsylvania, the big get together there. Okay. So there's a big swap meet there. So I was yep. thinking about doing the Great Lakes tour coupled with that or doing the Appalachian tour coupled with, cause it's right by Harrisburg, which mm. is right near the Appalachian mountains. It's okay. right there. So, so that would make of, sense for that one. But it's not going to work out. So yeah. I thought maybe I'd find a track event, like a PCA track event to try and meet some people and have like a destination in mind. I'm not sure. I'm not really totally sure what I'm going to do. Okay. Plus I don't want to, I don't know if I want to drive out to Rensport or not or drive home. So I thought maybe Which I is would also take, out in California. Yep. It's in Monterey, just like car week by Laguna okay. Seca. So I thought maybe I would, that? that is in September. Okay. It's in September. So, so you're I, thinking about going this year. I am going. You are going. I have a house. It's I'm just going. a question of whether you're driving. I am driving. Okay, so but that's I the question. <laughs> <laughs> whether, <laughs> whether I'm going to drive there or drive back. I don't know which, which way I'm going to do it yet. I thought it might be cool to drive there because it would be like I could build a journey up of like this is what I'm doing as I go. Okay. And kind of talk about where I am and maybe do some live stuff. And So just to clarify, you are going to drive both ways. No. Because that is a giant waste of time that I don't have. So you're going to drive just for the journey yep. and then ship your car back. And then fly home. Gotcha. Okay. Just because it's not that I don't want to do the drive because I don't care. I'm just driving's fine. I can I could drive there and back without issue. Okay. It's just that I don't. It's another four days. Right. Added on to the trip the way that I drive anyway. And I'm not going to sit on the freeway just humming along forever to cut a day off. I just would want to shoot myself. Right. So I, with your gearbox revving at yeah, 6,000 RPM. Yeah, and- <laughs> no good. So basically I'm just going to ship it back or ship okay, it out. There. I don't know sense. what I'm going to do. Um, anyway, that's about what's, what's up with you. What's going on? Well, before we get to me, I would like to take a moment um, to talk. First of all, we have Patreon set up as people. That's right. Who some people have actually got Patreon. their, some people have gotten their shirts from the Patreon. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Shirts uh, are made up and sent out to most people here. Um, so Patreon, if you're familiar, is a way that you can support us and get cool stuff and get kind of uh, exclusive info to things as we're going to be building that side of it out. Um, if you want to find that, you can either go to our website, Overcrest, or go to patreon.com slash Overcrest. Yep. And basically it's five bucks a month and you get a t-shirt. And I think we're going to start doing as... Oh, that's my parking. I'm going to get a parking ticket now. When you have your phone on Do Not Disturb, it literally, where's my phone? Your phone's over here. I'm pointing. All right. Oh, I'm going to get another parking ticket. <laughs> no, you are. It's crazy. Fuck. Oh, man. <laughs> so anyways, Patreon, Chris needs the money now because he's going to get a parking ticket. So help <laughs> yeah. us out. Otherwise, so it's five bucks a month to get a t-shirt. For 10, you get a t-shirt and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll sign a print for you guys. Sure. Uh, of my car and some of the road trip stuff. Is it anyone's, know? is like, is it? your choice of what print well it's it's up there i okay. mean if someone likes wants a photo and they want a special print let me know okay from like yeah. go through my instagram or whatever right and find that's something. what i was wondering yeah i don't care it's whatever cool. i want that's yeah. a good deal um yeah so besides patreon um also be sure to go on itunes and give us a review we like yep. the five leave star us a five reviews. star with some words we we really need that that would really it help us out. us out as a podcast to get more people aware of this and share it um also also we have the hotline 
which yes. we've talked about last time. This we've is great. People have been using in. it. Yeah, we've, got, uh, we've got a this. bunch of voicemails today that we're going to go through towards the end of the episode. Yes. Yeah, that's so great. So don't be apprehensive about calling us. You don't have to talk to me or Chris. It's, you, yeah, it's you just, just a voicemail. Leave a voicemail of what you think. So I, I tell you what, call right now. So it's 612-584-0235. Yep. Now hit pause and dial that number and leave us a message. <laughs> And then come what are back. you the KGB or something? I don't <laughs> just it, do it now. All right. Anyway, so that's uh, how you guys can get in touch with us. Otherwise, of course, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Pretty active there. So with that out of the way, what's been new with me? Uh, Did you get a lot? Uh, do you do you even want a Lotus anymore? Not really. You talked me out of it. Did I? <laughs> yes. I know. Awesome. I succeeded. That's <laughs> great. You're a terrible person. I'm, no, I'm a wonderful person. Yeah. No. Truth be told, I'm. Uh, we have like a lot of other expenses going on right now. We're renovating the house. So what's going to go on right now is I'm keeping the MG. And I'm going to be like, just that's going to be my, my outlet as a project car to work on stuff. And then I also have in the fleet or my other cars, you know, I have the truck we've mentioned before. And then we also have the Audi RS4, which is actually my wife, daily's drivers, my wife, her daily driver. That was weird to say that way. Um, so I'm going to maybe put some work into that too. And, and well, we know that you bought wheels, right? Well, that's what I was going to get to. Okay. <laughs> I suppose like, I did talk about maybe it. put some work into this as you already have purchased wheels. I, yeah. So I bought some wheels. Uh, it's not a big secret. They're the BBS BBS CHR. It's a great wheel. It is a great not wheel. A, not a bold choice. No, I'm not it's a bold going to be OEM plus. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's what I'm going for here. What's the width in the front? So rears? is it staggered? No, it's not. Okay. Uh, 19 by nine and a half. Jesus, that's a lot of rubber. Yeah, they're. I'm trying to remember what size tires I even have on there. I think I'm going to a 265.35. Okay, so you're going to need to lower it now, now that you're putting sweet wheels on it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna. They should fit without you know doing any suspension modification. You told me that they've got some sort of weird uh, suspension system. Audi does. Right. And yeah. That you needed- so the RS4, they only put this on two models. So it's called the DRC dynamic ride control. So it's basically, it has the regular struts or shocks like you'd have, but then they're all linked. The hydraulic fluid in the shock is linked to a central system. Okay. So what it does, does it is share when it you're, with anything else. Is it like the same no, as the brake fluid nope, or anything? No. So it, it links them corner to corner in front and rear. So the whole point is, um, it's like a hydraulic sway bar. Yes. Okay. So when you're going around a corner and one shot compresses, it limits how much fluid can travel over to the other side. Right. And also for dive and squat. Sure. For accelerating and, and braking. Apparently, much, what it, is that, does that system fail? It does. And then you just buy coilovers because yeah. it's way too expensive. It's just outrageous. Right. But since it is a really cool system and you can feel it working, like the yeah. thing is, it's more um, like supple, you know, than it would be with like a hard sway bar or coilovers or something. But then when you get in a corner, you can feel it really kind of load up. Right. So it is a really cool system. But at any rate, either you get rid of that and just go with, you know, coilovers or KW does make a system where you can replace just the spring on that strut and it is a coilover spring so on the strut. How much lower is, is, is that? You can get two inches, three inches lower, I think, which is more than enough okay so for are, what wheels there, i'm putting under there so this is uh is that the shock then that system is the That's actual the system shock. is the shock so you're the not damper. like you're not worried about driving a shaft down to the bump stops then because it's no no it's the stock dampener basically and this system is danger to running like with, a lowered spring no on? it doesn't seem to be they come i think they give you different bump stops from what i've looked into it okay 
Th- right. This is really nerdy. No, um, that's okay. I'm and curious. I think, so the system was derived from uh, MotoGP sport bikes in MotoGP because I think they also have some anti-dive and anti-squat where their dampeners are linked. Okay. So Audi used this technology on the RS4 and then decided it was like way too expensive to so put on their mainstream models. So instead they put models. like magnetic fluid in the struts. Exactly. That they could energize. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Which, I mean, it's cool for firming it up but then it doesn't have any of the benefit of like the roll or well, that's just done by computers now i'm exactly. just imagine there's true the little link arms on the oh, struts you're right. probably measure because you could firm up one side maybe yeah. without the other yeah. anyways so they only put this system in the rs4 and also the european rs6 okay um so that was a long way of saying that yeah i could lower it but i need to have this specific system or just replace everything i think you should just get the springs and keep it how much are I the agree. springs they can't it, be. They're cheap. Yeah, I mean, just well, do that. relatively cheap in coilover terms. It's like so when it fails, bucks. what fails on this system? What does it just start leaking? I think it must leak. Yeah. Or I suppose you can blow a strut just like a regular suspension. Right. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea. Yeah. I know it is because also if you like disconnect the system, you have to get it recharged. Okay. Almost like an AC system. Okay. Air yeah. Well, it has to be under pressure. With, exactly. You know, so yeah, it's, it's complicated, it. but it certainly works. It's really cool. So. Um, yeah, that's what I'm planning on doing. And I have a lot of plans then for the MG, the little project car. Okay. Um, I'm going to convert the rear is still a live axle with leaf springs and I'm actually going to convert it to a four link suspension setup. Okay. And then with coilovers. So you went from selling this thing to fuck it. I'm just, fuck it. I'm going to, you know, for a year or something, I'll, I'll make it my project and have more fun with it. So that's my plan there. Um, speaking of projects and working on your car, we could, actually just give it to further performance one of our great sponsors here because they are a local twin cities based automotive specialist and they are true enthusiasts when it comes down to it they love european cars they love driving that really is their passion and whether it's maintenance or you have a full restoration or huge power engine build they work on some unique stuff over there too they work on anything yeah they're they're big into like the air-cooled stuff the owner is and some other fun projects anyways you can find them at fptuned.com that's f-p-t-u-n-e-d.com awesome so one thing that i've been seeing floating around social media and uh, quite a bit is these lowered trucks. Right. And I'm so not, it's I'm the not, mini truck scene. Mini is like not even the correct word anymore. Right. It's okay. Like, well, no. So there's, this, so there's a they, scene for people that don't know, just like there's a European car scene and the muscle car scene. There's the mini truck scene. Well, I think everybody listening knows that. But okay. What these, but what they're these, taking them to the extreme. Extreme. That's right. So you, you might have seen these cars that are just, they're based, or these trucks that are just buried. Like the, they're chopped from the bottom <laughs> up it's, rather yeah, than the top so down. So in hot rod terms, it's channeling. Right. But it's, they're channeling it's the channeled body. channeled about three feet. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. It's, it's, in, it's lowered. The, so when they air out or if they have hydraulics or what is it called when you have hydraulics and you go all the way down? Well, it can't be air out. No. It's like hydro Oil out. out. <laughs> Hydro. So, but the headlights are touching the ground. I mean, it's, it's that. So they remove, like, the whole bumper. They remove everything. So it's just, like, the uppermost section of the body. So this, I think this started with, there's a Jeep Cherokee. Okay. That I think it was a Jeep Cherokee that had done this. And it was, like, it wasn't quite as far as some of these trucks that we're seeing now. Okay. And then there was another truck that wasn't quite as far as the farthest one. And now, and, and this it, one, we you sent it to me, and yep. I've seen it on social media as well. Yep. I so, think earlier so, this week, it's almost like someone's taking the car on like a belt sander, and as time goes on, go. it's just getting lower and lower. Well, you know what so that it's is? It's probably down. doing it to itself as they drive yeah, because you're right. scraping the road. So, I mean, 
it's basically it, it's there's no function. I don't. People say that it drives, but I I've never seen. Well, a that video. was my first question when I saw it, or you like sent it to me. I was like, does this thing even move under its own? Power? Here's my question: Does it have to drive? Does for it to be relevant, does it have to drive, or can it be an art piece without even driving? So is the question right? So the definition from art, well, I don't know the definition, but basically <laughs> I'm just going to like, like an eighth grade book report. <laughs> I'm sure. The definition of art yeah, is starting defined. out that. No, but it, it doesn't have to be like art is not functional. There's no function to art other than appreciating it. Yeah, but it's still a machine. Exactly. So that's why I wanted to get to the fact that even if a car and you'd say is like, oh, wow, that that's a piece of art. It's so beautiful or it's right. so impactful. That's a piece of art. It's less impressive than if it doesn't actually drive or fulfill any use other than being because it's let's not look at this as like an old 30s streamliner or something like that's that's a piece of art as a car just because right. it's beautiful in its own right. Whereas this sure that's it's impactful. Sub, that's, that's subjective, though. That's all in it your head is there's a guy out there that goes, yeah, that's art for this yeah, mini for truck. This, I think, slammed and lowered I think and, it is. It is. A, it's an exercise. Is what it is. So I think it's kind of like a let's see how far we can take this. And I think that when you start doing that in a in a culture, so there's already culture for these mini trucks and cars in general. And when you start to push the envelope and start to design these cars, you're actually trying, you're actually shaping the culture there. And I think that's one of the things that defines what art is. If you if you have something and you're changing it and modifying it in your way, and they're pushing the boundaries. Sure. I think that's can be one of the loose definitions of what art is. But I think what's important is that it still has to operate. I agree. Otherwise, I it just completely say, defeats the purpose. Otherwise, of- it's not cool. Even if it's uh, impactful, we'll say, if you go to a show and you see that sitting there, you're like, that's crazy. And then you realize, oh, but wait, the they engine have to is winch styrofoam. it up on a trailer. It's like, well, that's just stupid then. I don't care if they winch it up on a trailer. I don't care. I just need to see it move like 10 feet. It just okay. needs to drive across the parking lot. Well, you know it needs to run. Is? It needs to drive across the parking lot, turn. It needs to brake, turn. It needs to do all the basic functions of a car. This is taking the whole concept of, like, trailer queens when you go to a show, and they don't have get quite as much respect as someone who drives their car to a show. Yeah. This is taking that philosophy to the extreme, right? Well, it's almost like it's not so much the extreme as it's, it's like this weird contrast. Like they're still in the same category of a trailer queen, but the old term of trailer queen was something that was so nice you didn't even want to touch it. Right. Whereas, Whereas this, this thing, you could take a leak on it and no one would give a shit because the paint's all rusty and it's right. It's, it's bondo and it's just it's patinaed. Well, someone just sanded it off so all the bodywork right. is you can't even showing. Call it patina. So it's like it's a trailer queen, but not in the same but not way. Because it's so nice you don't want to drive it, it's because it might not drive, period. Yeah. So I think it's pretty cool. I so you're behind you're behind. I'm you like it. I like it. I like as it as long as it, it works. drives. Exactly. So next up here, this isn't news. We're not talking about this because we have news in a second. No, but I'm, I'm a, section. I was excited about it because it didn't suck for once. Okay, so we're talking about the F1 race. Yeah, so I don't Formula know. Formula One. Do you? Did you? I did not see did any not of follow this. It. So I'll, we'll breeze through it quick. But I thought sure. it was. I thought it was a great race. There was a lot of. Um, it was right down to the wire. You okay. know, you had Vettel being chased by Botas, being chased by Hamilton, who had had a grid penalty and started way back, but he ended up getting third, I believe. Oh wow! Um, so a lot of passing. There was a lot of passing. There was a lot of. Uh, it was just at the end of the race. It was like, is he going to get him? Is he going to get there? And he had like one chance to pass Vettel yeah. on the last lap. And he blew it and he just, <laughs> he just shit the bat. I think he went too early Oh, and he just, cause he was, cause Vettel's tires were toast. Okay. They were just, you, they had had one stop strategy. So they only changed their tires once. 
but he was running like okay uh, basically you can stop and change your tires as many times as you want right. fresh tires are faster obviously right yeah but then you're you're wasting you're that wasting time in the pits. you know 15 20 seconds in the pit so right i mean botas was catching he was like running a second like half a second to a second faster than Vettel, just like every lap catching mm-hmm. him and catching him and catching him. And you know, the Delta comes together at yeah, the end of the race. And uh, it was, it was a great race. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So first time I've really enjoyed an F1 race in, okay. in quite some time. There's no pre-show or after show, but that's okay. And you can find that online if you want to go find it. I want to um, watch that anyways. You n- no. Now. it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's part the commentary of the commentary. Yeah. Part of F1 I like is the characters are interesting too. True. You know, and also in this race, if you don't pay attention, you probably don't know this, but Kimi Raikkonen ran over one of his pit members and basically shattered his lower leg. Oh, God. <laughs> they gave it was an unsafe release and they said go. So he just went and his leg just got sucked under the rear tire and just snapped. Oh. And of course, they made him stop and he threw a steering wheel in the car. He was all pissed off. It wasn't his fault. Someone no. just told him to go. So he went, Ouch. you know, because he can't he can't see. Um, yeah, not the best visibility. But one those. thing everybody can look forward to okay. is the rest of the 2018 F1 season. Yeah. No commercials on ESPN. How do they do that? I have no idea. Huh? So there's going to be no commercials. So no interruptions. I think everybody was super pissed. Like people were like, this is garbage. There was yeah. commercials at the wrong time. That's blah, blah, right. Blah. We talked about this a few episodes yeah, ago Pete, because the first Peter, time yeah. they was like, it was awful. Yeah. It was really bad. So now, okay. no wow. commercials. Well, that's so cool. It's, it's going to be really neat to, to watch the rest of the season. Yeah. So I know you also have uh, some commentary on what's coming ahead for Formula One. I do? You do. You you linked a story here that I have for you. So basically, they have teased at what uh, oh, the yeah, future of Formula One could look at like, as far as it, it would be 2021 when they're restructuring kind of the rules and the whole um basically formula of formula one yep and so i don't know since since they the leadership changed or whatever i've been Mm -hmm. waiting for some bigger things to happen because so far nothing really interesting has happened in terms of shaking it up but this is pretty good yeah so uh i'll just kind of go through the highlights here costs they want to reduce the cost but they don't want to reduce kind of the the appeal or how it's the highest level of racing in that term so they're thinking maybe a budget cap or more standardized parts and chassis parts across the budget cap would be pretty interesting it'd be interesting the issue with having standardized parts is like now you're just talking about spec cars yeah i don't like that that gets totally away from what we talked about before exactly so that's not good uh engines they'll still be seeing hybrids because i forgot that we're doing curs the kinetic energy recovery system so it is basically a hybrid um but they're going to be less complicated less expensive and they want it to be louder they want that's literally what it says here is they want the engines to be louder that's great yeah i'm all for that i'm all for that so we'll see how Um, things go yeah a couple other items here that i won't really touch on but anyways that's all proposed anyways so who knows if that means anything i don't know we'll see i all i know is that it's nice to see such a a dynamic race i hope that is that good omen for the rest of the rest of the season Yep. And yeah. whenever Hamilton's pissed off and being a giant baby, that's always good too. <laughs> so another thing here I wanted to talk about, and you you turned me onto this. Yeah, was, I thought I would throw this in there. I thought you would get a kick out of I this. I do like this. They're basically coming out with a concept, and it's going to be Who's the they? easiest way. <laughs> well, it's it's a startup called Twisted Road. Okay. And it's the concept is basically Airbnb for motorcycles. Here's my question is, would you do this? Would you Airbnb your motorcycle? No, but I would rent out someone else's motorcycle. Would you? Oh, yeah. Huh. I don't know, man. I don't know that. Because I you it. wouldn't trust the bike? Well, the only motorcycle I'd want to rent out is some old old thing. Sure. And you then can it's do unreliable that. and I just, I don't know. 
No, I would totally do it. Cause most of these guys that are renting them out, it's going to be like a, you know, a totally stock, like, a, I don't know, insert your bike here that you're interested in. So cars and motorcycles. So there's all kinds of, there's another rental thing for cars too. I don't remember what it's called. Do well, you? Alamo rent a car? No, no, for your own personal cars. <laughs> your oh. personal, so you can rent out your personal car to whoever you want. Yeah. And so there's this weird thing like Airbnb with your house is fine. Why is that different? That's more valuable and more personalized. Yeah, but the, but you don't motorcycle. when you're sitting on a couch yeah. eating chips in someone else's house, you're not it's not wear and tear. You take a shower, it doesn't matter. Okay. You take out somebody's bike or their car or something like that. That's like a wear and tear thing that can get very expensive if something breaks. Well, yeah. Or if you crash. You're not crashing somebody's house. True. Right? And unless you And they always show in the commercial burn it down. <laughs> I'm thinking of all the ways that you could crash <laughs> someone's house actually. They they always show like a a 911 like a brand new Boxster or a brand new 911 in these ads for these rental cars or whatever. Okay. So you can rent out your car. But there's no way that you would, I no. would do this. None. That's just it. None. Even if it was my motorcycle, I wouldn't be the one renting it out, but I would love to rent someone else's car or motorcycle out. So the article goes in to talk about how um, the entrepreneur that started it, he was on vacation, wanted to rent a bike because all the roads looked beautiful wherever he was. And he was pissed that like the little kiosks didn't rent motorcycles. And he's like, well, I just want to like find a guy over here who will let me rent his bike. And yep. that's how it started. So, but they're talking about um, all the liability concerns for oh, insurance. Yeah. It's got to be, inc- the insurance has got to be incredible. It can't be cheap to rent anyways, because like you said, the risk of someone laying down your bike is so much greater that's, than even crashing a car. Yeah, it's seriously high risk. So I, I like the idea of it and it'd be fun to try. I would try it. Um, but yeah, I'm curious how expensive it will be. Yeah, we'll see. So this next one I, I pulled in just for you. I know you did. So if you follow us on Instagram, Chris showed a story or shared a story on Instagram as he was driving behind me the other day. Yep, I did. I was I, everything that Jake has. <laughs> says, what is your uh What's your little car say on the back? That's just a collector plate. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I need to work on that. I realized. Yeah, I guess. I sh- I, I was almost going to buy you a shirt, but I didn't think it'd be funny enough to waste the money. It was just, it was just going to say Jake on the shirt. <laughs> no, it has to say it twice though. It has to say Jake in like an emblem, and then Jake on a license plate. Yeah, something. I like that so idea. So uh, we've talked about this a few so times. So yeah, my Jake's car RS4 has the license plate RS4. So it right bo- above it, it says RS4 the badge. The emblem. You got to yep. debadge the car. That would help a little yeah, bit. I think because right now it's the RS4 RS4 and the H3T H3T. You, you know what I think it came from is I think license plates are just so ugly in general that I wanted it to like be something that wasn't just an ugly license plate. And I do agree, or I but see your you point. Stead, you <laughs> Honestly, man, if I was driving around and I saw somebody out with a license plate that just says M3, I would be like, oh, I don't know. That, guy, that guy's a douche. <laughs> you know, and I kind of agree with you. Not to say that I am a douchebag, but I get why you think that. But at the same time, Whoa, if it's available... I, I just feel like it's been serendipitous. The There's fact a that lot I have of available H3T and I can have that and I have an RS4 and I can have that. So it's kind of like, yeah, there's a lot of things that are available in this world <laughs> that you don't want just because they're available. I could think of a few. Okay. Such as it's, we're going to keep this in a non explicit oh, podcast. Okay. <laughs> Good point. But anyways, so we're talking about license plates and uh, how we call I immediately it. thought of you. So, what is this in the UK? So it's a totally different system in the UK. And I think in a lot of other countries where there are, there are not necessarily novelty license plates where you basically can have and own a random license plate. And if it's something interesting, just by luck of the draw, then you can 
basically sell the rights to that license plate. I think you can plate. still get a vanity plate, can can't you? you? I don't know how it is. I'm not sure, but this license plate says F1. Literally the, the letter F and the number so one. So they wouldn't just issue F1. I mean, potentially not. Potentially not. Well, maybe we I should. I don't know. Look. We should. Um, but they want how much money do they want. So someone's trying to sell it privately. Right. So I know for a fact that these are super stupid expensive. $20 million for F1. For no, license it's not. Plate. It's not. The F1 UK license on. plate is for sale for a staggering $20 million. So it's, well, $20 million <laughs> euro or. I thought it was like $20,000. No, 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 no. $20 million. This is ridiculous. That's insane. Well, Why would like you do no that? No one has bought so it So pay yet. 20 million. Well, it's the, the picture of the Hold thing is on a McLaren F1. Khan paid 440,000 British pounds for it. And put it on his McLaren F1. Yep. And now he's trying no, no, to. No, no, no. It's on his Bugatti, actually, which is stupid. Yeah, that's. On his personal Bugatti of your own. It would be great on a Mc... McLaren F1. It would be. I thought that's what I saw it on in the picture. No, it's a Bugatti. Okay. Um, but anyways. This guy is a douchebag. Yeah, that's a dude. Anybody move. that buy this buys this is an absolute jerk. Well, it's funny because I work with some. Uh, I work at a company that's global, and we had some colleagues in from the UK, and I gave I gave them a ride around in my R thirty two, which was R thirty two R thirty two. Of course, I had it the was. plate R thirty two, and he was amazed by that. He couldn't believe that. He's like, "How much did you pay for this license plate? Seventy five dollars. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> He's like, what? So he had no idea that there wasn't this secondary market for license plates. Right. So well, here's the see, license plate. Someone thought to go. it was really cool. Typically. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that guy is awesome. Do you guys hang out a bunch? Do you guys we don't. still talk to no, each other I on Facebook? I don't talk to him. Yeah. Like, that's not surprising. <laughs> okay. I don't know where we're going from that. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's my license plate thing. And you can buy F1 if you live in the UK for 20 million. 20 million. I you wonder know, if he's taking offers. I would like offers. to hear... Yeah, if you live in the UK, if we have listeners uh, outside the US, you know, if this exists elsewhere, and uh, maybe let us know how you get the plate. I was going to say, I, don't, I just don't think we get it. We don't understand this. Yeah, we'll have to look it up. Okay. Anyway. Well, anyways, you can get uh, brand new license plates for your brand new car or used car at Luther Westside Volkswagen. Chris has bought, I think, over 15 cars from these guys. Yeah, since 1999. Okay. Well, no, 2001. So Chris likes them. I like them. They have the largest selection of Volkswagens in the twin. No, in the country. I'm sorry. And no, largest selection of Volkswagens in the Twin Cities. They have the largest used European cars in the Twin Cities as well. For sure. They also have a new state-of-the-art facility. They got a good variety there. They have a huge variety. Um, and you can find them at westsidevolkswagen.com. Yep. And uh, I've gotten a couple of messages of what salesmen to talk to when you go over there. And um, Chris Palmer is the sales manager that I usually deal with on the U side. And then Helton Sakara, I'm not sure. He's Brazilian, so I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I probably butchered that. But I just remember the name Helton. Helton. Yeah, go talk to Helton. And he'll sell you a new or used car. So Awesome. Yep. So with that, let's move into the official news segment. Uh, we had some news before, but now it's the official news. So the first one, those this were is, just, those were discussions. Those were discussions. This okay. is news. This is stuff that actually happened. Okay. That stuff didn't happen. <laughs> it's not newsworthy. How about that? There you go. It's not newsworthy, but I still want to chat about it. So Porsche, they're dropping out of their LMP. We, yeah, cars, they're done. They're and done. we talked about this. Yep. But what's interesting is they're taking their 919-based LMP car, and they're basically creating a no-holds-barred, like, 
what would you even call it? Because it's not right. a race car anymore. Here, I'll just re- I'll read a little bit of this. Okay. When Porsche left the LMP1 class at the end of the 2017 season, they announced a special world tour for the car, which mostly was figured to be exhibition laps and showcase for people to right. see the Le Mans Le Mans car in person. It would seem Porsche has something cooler up their sleeve. The 2018 Spec 919 hybrid has been seen testing at Spa the other day, and it is badass, blah, blah, blah. So th- I think this is really cool because this experiment really goes to show what someone a manufacturer can do when the rule book is just thrown out right because this car is insane it so they took it to spa and it broke lewis hamilton's uh spa record so it with an f1 car so oh, wow. this, this lmp car it's just toasted an theoretically f1 car. faster than an f1 right, car right and it's, it's just like yeah this is what racing incredible. series should be just totally no holds barred it, it would be awesome design the fastest thing you can right so a former fia world endurance champion neil Jani was at the wheel of the modified 919 hybrid evo on monday to record a lap of one minute 41 seconds around the belgian grand prix venue this compares to hamilton's f1 pole time of one minute 42 seconds so slightly okay. it was ended up being slightly less than a second yeah. Um, it's it's the fastest lap around. So it's the, not like he shattered it, but knowing that's a lot how of time. Different. It's like point seven is, seconds. Exactly. That's that's quite a bit. Um, so I was wondering where else they're going to go, and I I thought maybe they would head out to the Nurburgring because because P- Porsche has the has had the record at uh at the Nurburgring for since the eighties. Yeah. It's their um. It's a it's a nine fifty race car. Yeah. It's not the production car record because that gets shattered every other yeah, year who cares about that we're talking about the ultimate this is the this fastest is the time fastest anyone's this is ever it. gone around the track this is the fastest time and steven belloff drove a 620 horsepower porsche 956 around the nurburgring Nordschleife in six minutes 11 seconds and a record stands to this day um it was a crazy car was, i mean what year was that do we know it's got i honestly i don't i should have written that down i think it's like 88 or 86 i'm gonna open this up right now because um, it's it's such a long-standing record too with all the technological well, there's, there's some reasons for that I oh, started playing the video. It the started car. playing the video um, here so, of it. Um, the, the, there's a reason for the record. So the the the, sh- the track was shorter back then. It was 12.9 miles versus 14.2 miles now. So okay. everybody now is running like a 1.3, 1.4 miles farther than they were. Oh. Um, Belloff was nearly half a minute faster racing than KK Rosberg, the reigning Formula One champion Jeez. champion at the time who set uh, 639.52, third-place qualifier, only imagined 631, um, while his teammate, Jackie X ran 627. Um, he says, quote, I could have gone faster, Beloff said, but I made two mistakes, and a 911 briefly got in my way. <laughs> and when you – I've seen this video before that just started playing. Um, it, this guy is balls of steel. It is. Well, you got to keep in mind there's camera stuff all over the car, and that, that lap was about 6 minutes 40 seconds that you see so imagine okay. that lap minus another 30 seconds wow. off of what he's doing when he drives that so what i want to see is i want to see porsche come out there with the 919 right 919 yep. there's so yeah. many numbers it's take the 919 the nine, evo take it out there and i want to see him fail why because i don't want some hybrid car oh and, to, I, and I literally just decided this in my head just now <laughs> so 83 is when he set the record so I 1983 believe. so which was the car was groundbreaking 620 horsepower extremely light but this was also one of the first cars to really really go off uh go off on aerodynamics yeah so it had crazy ground effects crazy spoiler lots of downforce but still that was before computer analysis of everything correct and you yeah. know what i mean all the sensors so it's like it's it to me it's still amazing that it was that long standing of a record and it was that quick what would be crazy is to see someone take this car 
this 956 out and race it again. But the thing is, is nobody's going to push as hard. Right. No, I mean, exactly. it's just because the car's worth five, six, seven, eight million dollars. Who knows what it's actually worth? Yeah. And there's nobody that's going to go out there and just risk their life like these guys were to go after the record again. I would love to see that. I hope they fail. I was going to say, it'd be sweet if they did. Obviously, they're not going to fail. If this other, if this thing was faster than a F1 car at Spa, yeah. there, there's no way that they're not. But here's the deal. It's 1.4 mile difference. So he so has they to would make, have to up make up the time. Up a ton of time. They'd have to make up the ton of time. Well, so, so we'll maybe see. that record will stand. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, next up, there's a plan that could erase the Volkswagen. Honestly, I don't want to talk about this. Okay. It's basically what it is. Is uh, it's so it's such a it's, we've got tons of stuff type, typed out. I spent a ton of time on this today. I know. And That's the more, I'm surprised. <laughs> I know. It's just so we'll just let's just gloss over it quick. Basically, what happened is the money that. Got, that Volkswagen, that Volkswagen has to pay, had to pay due for the to fines, Dieselgate is been is being divvied out to the states now, and yep. Minnesota got forty seven million dollars. And instead of doing something interesting with the money, they're just buying freaking propane school buses and different <laughs> forklifts. And yeah, they're it, trying to replace their diesel fleets of the city right with more, I guess, environmentally friendly things, which is going to be like you said. Propane the, the guy school that, buses. The guy and, that runs the, the pollution control stuff, there's like a pollution control agency. In Minnesota. Yep, says, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. There are federal programs that do this every year, but we get maybe 300000 to $200 million a year. Dressler said giddily with a grin smug on his stupid face. So that's... <laughs> So now they're getting forty-seven million. Forty-seven million instead of like three hundred thousand dollars. Wow! So these guys, just imagine these guys are just like it's so stupid, giddy. You talked about this before in our quick shift. You know the fact that now they're removing all these vehicles. Now they're reproducing all these other vehicles that are going to be more expensive, more, um, more technologically. I don't want to say advanced because it's just so much more complicated. And so they're producing that much more. Chris is still reading it here. I'm just mad. You can just see me over here just <laughs> reading. I'm just mad. Yeah. I'm just trying to see if there's anything. It's like a full page of crap. It's just, I don't. Well, my point is I would rather them use that money to do something. Like they don't need to replace all these vehicles right now with fuel efficient vehicles. Well, they have to or the money. They don't get the money. Do something else fuel efficient or like environmentally friendly with it. I, I guess. Um, the, the partial settlement requires Volkswagen to invest $2 billion in zero emission vehicles, blah, blah, blah. Volkswagen will invest $800 million of that in California and $1.2 billion throughout the rest of the nation over the next decade. California wait, wait. will wait. California will invest. Uh, the, Volkswagen will invest more in California than other states due to California's pivotal role in the case. So, hey, we busted you. So here's way more money than everybody else is getting. That doesn't seem right. Fuck you. <laughs> Bunch of pricks. Wow. And then, yeah, that's it. I don't want to talk. It makes me mad. All right. I don't want well, to talk then about we'll, we'll switch gears right away and talk about Uber. Yeah, we'll do that. Our other favorite company. Uber wants to be everything now. Yeah, they're just They don't want to just do ride sharing. They, as we already know, they own autonomous cars. And, well, just a few weeks ago, it struck and killed the pedestrian in Arizona. Yep. Um, so in addition to ride hailing and autonomous vehicles that they're going to try doing, they're also going to be acquiring, or they did just recently acquire a company that does bike sharing services. So are they, do you think that they started doing all this acquiring of other companies after that chick got murdered on that bike? Or you- no, because I feel like it would take so much longer in, yeah, probably right. in the corporate America to, to do these acquisitions. But they're also testing out a new car, sh- car sharing service called Uber Rent using a service called San Francisco. 
That's the name of it. Yeah, the company's called San Francisco because it is in San Francisco. Yeah, it's like, well, this is the Minneapolis podcast. It, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any it's a sense. Stupid name. Um, but you know, so you were kind of joking and and shitting on the idea of having these motorcycles to rent. Yeah, this is just car this rental. It's the same thing. It's car rental, but also bicycle rental. How hard is it to get a bicycle? I don't know. Well, if, if you live in a really urban location, would you want to carry the bicycle up the stairs? Wouldn't it be nice if you could just walk out to a pole where the bike is locked to and just hop on it and go and then lock it up to a pole and leave it? You can I mean, do that. You just bring your chain cutters with you and take every bike on the corner. <laughs> I had when I lived in San Francisco, um, I rode I lived in Daly City and I had bars on my windows. It okay. was it was pretty sketchy. Okay. So I would take my bike. I would go. I would bike five miles to the BART station, the Bay Area Rapid Transit. Okay. Then I would lock my bike up, get on the train, take the train twenty minutes or whatever it was to San Francisco. Get off, go to walk to school, and then come back and then ride my bike home. Jeez. I remember getting off the the BART, walking and seeing no tires on my bike, no <laughs> seat, no handlebars, <laughs> no. Ch- I mean, they just literally they left stripped it. The they bicycle. stripped it down completely. And just That's left so it there. Stupid. So I carried the thing five miles all the way home. Oh. And my parents bought me new tires and wheels and stuff. <laughs> I was in college. I didn't have any money. That was I just That's that sad. was a sketchy area that I lived in. I remember there was a Savers two houses down. Okay. I remember buying clothes there and everything. I was yeah. so poor. It was you were living would, the lifestyle. I bought blankets there. That's how poor I was. I bought blankets Ooh, from used Savers. Blankets, used blankets. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was, that was the day. Those were the days. Used blankets and a bike frame. That's all I had. <laughs> That's to what my you name. had. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, you should have uh, rented your bike from Uber Rent. I guess. Yeah, I wish I would have invented Uber Rent back then. I'd be living in Silicon Valley. No kidding. Um, speaking of living somewhere that's nicer, that should have been bulldozed, the Top Gear test track we need that like, we all know and love. We need like, da-da-da, like horrifying music. I know, like just, because everyone mm. loves the Top Gear test track. It's like no, It's iconic. It's, it's there's iconic. So many, there's so many times. That's what I was just thinking. So, okay. So there's more invested in it than just being a track. There's yes. a whole culture that is invested with the times on the track, all yep. the people that have driven there, all the cars, all the reasonably placed cars with actors and everything else. All of this culture and time that's been shoved into this track, it's more than just a track, right? I, I mean, it's... And it's not even really a track. Like it, it, it's, it's an airfield. Exactly. You know, but it's but it's got Hammerhead and it's got all these cool... Yeah, everyone knows it. It's, it's cool. It's iconic, like you said. It was and so iconic that when uh, the Grand Tour made their new show that they tried to replicate it in some way to try and keep it around, and it right. didn't work. No. And I'm afraid whatever Top Gear does, it's not going to work. It's not going to have the same It's impact. not going to be the same because you're basically starting over. I mean, the lap times yeah. of everything now, because right know. now they can be like, oh, check out this time for this new Cayman GTS. Or and how it compares how to it compared everything to 10 else. 10 years ago when we drove a Jaguar XGR. I know. That's XGR. what's sad. It's- so in its place, supposedly, they're going to knock down this airfield and put up a uh, housing development. And a parking lot and a strip mall and... Everything they else. paved it's, paradise and put up a parking I lot. I was thinking, I was singing that. <laughs> I was singing that in my head. Um, so since 2001, Dunn's Fold Aerodrome, a disused uh, World yeah, War II that's, Well, that's field. the name of the track. I didn't would have even known. Dunn's Fold Aerodrome. It's just, it's just the test, top gear test track, but it's the Dunn's right. Aerodrome, a disused World War II airfield 40 miles from London. It's been the home of top gear, including the show's famous test track. But soon, that might not be the case. Local news get Surrey reports that a plan to build 1,800 homes at Dunsfield wow. was approved last Thursday. 
likely moving the trust trap one step closer to destruction. The organization behind the proposed housing development says it will not force out businesses already there. However, the activity on the runways would cease. So this is a for sure thing. It's over. Yeah. It's done. Um, yeah, I didn't know they, if this was just proposed. No, but it's no, over. It's, it's been it's approved. Done. Dunsfield Park plans to build a church, a school, retailers, and restaurants at the site. There it's you estimated go. that building all these homes will take 8 to 13 years. Wow. So that means the whole Top Gear facility has to move, not just the track. Yeah, basically. Or maybe they don't actually. Film well, right it now it's right just there. like a couple trailers. I mean, they don't really have like yeah. they have their all the big stuff is at BBC, and that's that's just like the stuff that they have when they're out yeah, there. Yeah, right. So, I I mean, okay, is Top Gear UK? It's good. It is good. It's good. And I was going to question that, and I didn't realize it was good until we were watching it at the studio the other day because once Clarkson Hammond and May left. What, you would just it, assume. How's it been? Two, two or three years it ago? It took some time. It took some because time to reconfigure the formula. it was with, what's his face? That stupid idiot with the glasses. Yeah, that whoever guy that sucked. guy is. Yeah. That, it was terrible. Because he couldn't drive. He couldn't drive. He didn't know how to drive, and he would get sick when he would ride around with other people. Oh, God. How do you hire that dude? How? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But now that it's Matt LeBlanc and... Chris Harris and the other guy and the other guy, whoever he is, it's actually pretty good. It is. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully this doesn't, it's it's a big blow to the show. It's not going to kill it because the show revolves. Honestly, when there's a reasonably priced car race and it's somebody I don't recognize, I fast forward through it. I I do too, but I don't, I usually like seeing the test. I'm like, let's see how this car does against everything else. You know, I guess it's maybe not as quite as, um, I don't know what the word is, but it's not quite as, uh, they don't have the same driver, right? It's not a level playing yeah. field as you'd think because there's been a bunch of different stigs, right? So it's all kinds of different True. drivers. So you're saying maybe it's not as, uh, what's the term? Like it, it's not a level playing field. Yeah. But I don't care. That's not no. what it's, it was never about having a level playing field. It was about, it's almost like the, I really missed the cool wall too. Remember the cool oh, wall? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Where they gone. just talk about cars and if they're cool or not. How are we supposed to know what's cool or not without that wall? Maybe Overcrest needs to take that torch and keep running with it. Yeah. We need our own Overcrest cool wall. Speaking of which, I took a picture of a car on the way here. Yeah. It was a Toyota. <laughs> this is, this is, um, this, this will tie right into what we're going to talk about next. Okay. Um, it was a Toyota CH-R. CHR. And no, I'm, that's, that's a Honda. Fine. I thought it was a Toyota. Pretty sure it all. It did look like a Toyota. Yeah, I th- I don't remember. Is it really? Because no. here, I'll talk about how ugly it is. You can look it up while we're sitting here. Okay. Um. So, I was. <laughs> it looks. It must be a Honda. I think it's a Honda because it looked like the new Civic, but there's a Civic Type R. No, nope, it's a Toyota C Dash HR, which I'm confused about because they had the Honda CRV and then now they have the C H. B or C it's like all these manufacturers the are using are three of letter control. nomenclatures. It's out of control. The crossovers are out of control. This thing was so ugly. I challenge it everybody right ugly. now to look it up. Look up a Toyota C Toyota C HR. This thing had like this little wing on the back. Yeah, I'm looking it, at the exact like kind of profile or you know, image that you sent abs- me. It looks like a like Acura on the front where it has a silver thing in the front. Okay. It's absolutely it, hideous. The front isn't even as I'm, offensive a, as the rear. The hand it had a handicapped thing in it. Okay. I'm starting to wonder if the guy was mentally handicapped. Do they give those <laughs> things out for being for being mentally handicapped? I'm sure they do. Oh, it's just awful. Maybe he was blind and didn't know how ugly it was. Yeah, so you've been you've been hearing that SUVs, crossovers, and pickups or light trucks make up a lot of the cars sold in the country, but that number is nearing seventy percent. 
70%. every car sold in the U.S. is a crossover. Which is astounding. According to Automotive News, 68% of the cars sold so far this year are light trucks with a record 1.1 million, who cares, sold in March. Wait, so, yeah, I thought trucks were always the best selling in America. Apparently, well, this is SUVs, crossovers, pickups, and light trucks Make all together. Make up 70%. They should not lump those together. Yeah, this thing really is not sense, a pickup truck. Well, I bet crossovers are still out of control. I mean, I no, I know. Just their growth rate. Must the growth be. is probably the highest. So my question is, everybody like most people have in. It's not the fifties anymore, where everybody had one car and it had for their to house do all things and it had to do everything. Everybody's got two cars, and for for most of what I've done, are I've we sounding had, elitist because we're in like the suburbs? Does everyone know. have two cars? Does every I think family in, have two here, cars? Statistically, yes. I mean, there's like two point one cars or something. Okay, like that. so yeah, so. It, Everyone around here, if you have two cars, you're still buying crossovers. And Why? that's the problem. What are you doing? <laughs> you can buy a car yep. that gets good gas mileage, right. takes your little family around, and yep. then you could buy like a little SUV or a truck, and you could have the best of both worlds. That's you what don't I need do. to buy two crossovers. Right. Please stop. It's stop stupid. doing that. They're ugly. They're hideous. They're a blight on the interstate. Yeah. It's, they're all ugly. There's none. I know. None. There is no good look. I challenge anyone so, to show me a good-looking crossover. I want to get to what we were talking about before, though, why okay. you brought this up. Oh, there's a stupid Buick that I took a picture of because I took a picture <laughs> of this, this Toyota thing. I'm like, oh, this is awful. And, he, and Jake texts me back, yeah, it's hideous. And then I saw this other thing. What is, what is it? I don't even know what it is. It's a Buick. You don't even know S- what it is. It's a I Buick sent him a picture crossover of it. convertible. Oh, it's so bad. And the reason I said I don't mind that thing is because it reminds me of the Nissan. Is it the Versa convertible? It was an it was an SUV that they made for like a couple years. Let me guess. You like the, the Nissan Murano convertible, too. That's what I'm thinking of. No. no. Yes. <laughs> Chris just walked away. He's quitting. No, it's such a, I love, you do not love those. That is no, I really want to drive one. Dude, no, that car car was designed for the designers or the company's wife. wife. I know one. So they made it. I can't think of the worst reason to design a car. (laughs) No singular vision, right? That's what that is. Ugliest. How cool is it? No, you can have. Like no, there's no four there's no wheel cool. drive zero. zero out of ten. Okay, let me just list these things off. All wheel drive, cool, fine. Lots of space, cool. The VQ it's a convertible. There's not a lot of space. Engine, there's... One of the best engines that Nissan Infiniti has ever made is in this car. And let me let you me can ask put you this. the roof down. Let me ask you a question. You can have all your friends Let's in say, the car. Hypothetically, you're and not put the roof down. You're not married. You're single, Jake. Okay. Okay. And I bring this girl over. Yeah. And she's gonna be so she's humped by she's, the versa convertible no, she's homely okay she's not dressed well oh that's not where we're going to this she's okay. not dressed well she's she's maybe like a four okay but i tell you jake yeah man she puts out okay she can cook yeah but you gotta and she's <laughs> she she does all the things you'd ever want she never says no uh-huh would you be interested if she was a four and you were just like uh no of course you wouldn't be interested chris you would I not be interested my heart you do not you are a liar you are a liar <laughs> you would not date that girl and you would not drive this car please tell me you would not drive the nissan murano convertible I, say take I it back take it one, all back no but i want to drive it why why with the top down no yeah 
Are you? You're just fucking with me. Only a little bit. Okay. But I this, have always kind of thought this they were Buick cool. Thing, no, no, no. <laughs> Everybody just unsubscribe from the, the podcast thing. right now. I I like really weird, unique vehicles. Those things are so unique. Like you, they're rare. You do not okay. see them. Yeah. Well, so is like finding a rotten tomato at the grocery <laughs> store. You don't go, oh, here's the rotten tomato out of all these beautiful tomatoes that I could have. I'll take this one because it's nothing like the other ones. No, you get the fucking best looking tomato and you take it home and you eat it. Chris, I never, I never claimed that I was smart. Yeah, that's well, we're proving that. That's for sure. And this Buick thing is almost as bad. I took a well, picture of it. I don't oh, like I it as much like as the Murano because I feel like they're just copying the Murano now because it was such a great vehicle. Have you ever I've seen maybe one Murano convertible. Yeah. I've seen a couple. OK, they're so rare. They're so cool. <sighs> I, I just I can't I can't. I just I don't want to see one ever again. I don't want to see one. S- I'm trying to think if I've ever seen one with the roof down. Oh, I have. It's not have great. You? They look. They have a very so... high belt line because yeah. it is an SUV. Yes. You know what it kind of, why I like it? It's like the Broncos of yore when you could take the no. roof off. No. It's an SUV, but you can take the roof off and have all your bros in there. Yeah, but that was like a cube. Right. This thing is like a raisin driving down the road. It with is like someone it is like jelly bean esque. Yes, it, it's very sleek. Jelly beans are good. Raisins are gross. <laughs> so this is it's a raisin or a puke jelly bean. Yeah, no, I don't love how they look, but I love like that it's so unique and it's like so, an stop, SUV that's stop, convertible. Stop. No. Stop. I'm going to get one. No. <laughs> I, w- I will literally, if you buy one of those, I will find a different person to host this podcast with me. You're fired. You're fucking fired. Oh, All right, let's skip so the next one. Let's go, let's go straight to the, the new Rymac Concept Rimac 2. Rymac Concept 2. It's, quote, bananas. That's what you <laughs> that's, wrote. That's what I wrote. It's bananas. Yeah. I don't know anything about this. Okay, so I'll, I'll read then. Uh, the brand's first vehicle, the Concept One, was a pretty cool machine thanks to four electromotors and four gearboxes. This is the one that. <gasps> oh, this is the one that Richard Hammond, Hammond crashed. crashed. On fire. Thank you. I was like, what is Rimac? I know it. This but is I don't the one where I was like it. driving in my car in Monterey. Yeah, and, and I saw Alex like, freaked yeah. out. And then he's like, oh, a sweet car yeah, or something to me. Right. And I was like, it was totally awesome. Okay, so the Rimac Concept One, which. So was it just a concept, actually? Is that what that name means? Well, concept, well, now we're on the Concept 2. Right. Did they sell any of these? Yes. So they are 1,200 horsepower and a th- 1,180 foot-pounds of torque. Zero to 60 is uh, 2.6 seconds. Okay. Crazy. Okay. So the Concept 2 has a 120-kilowatt-hour battery pack that gives the vehicle a range of who cares. When plugged into a fast charger, it can re- this was like a big deal in the article. It can regain 80% of its range within 30 minutes. I mean, that is... That's industry standard now. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Everything we hear about now is you can get 75 to 80% of your charge right away. Okay. Um, here's the big difference, though. The Concept 2 comes with 1,914 horsepower, <laughs> 1,700 foot-pounds of torque, okay, and 0 to 60 in 1.85 seconds wow. with a top speed of 258. And here's this is, this is kind of the it, it's whatever. That's fine. But here's some of the cool things about it. The most impressive tech feature includes facial recognition, which is used to unlock the doors and start the engine. So you think this is cool? I think that's cool. You just walk up, the thing opens, it sees your face. I mean, that's kind of neat. I feel like this goes against everything that you believe. Well, I'm never going to own one, so I don't care. So I I think it's good. Unless you're, let's say you're getting like, it's mugged and they're just like grabbing you by your hair. (laughs) No, it's like all the movies where they cut off the finger, you know, to use on the scanner. Yeah, yeah. Now they'll just cut cut off off your your head head and bring it up to your Well, they need attention. It needs eyeball attention. You have to be like. You have to be looking at it. You have to be looking at it. Okay. And it's also going to have level four autonomous driving. 
The wow. ladder is made possible thanks to 12 sensors, eight cameras, LIDAR, six radars, and GPS. And I'm just thinking, wow, awesome. An autonomous car with 2,000 horsepower. No kidding. This is a great idea. <laughs> wow. Only 150 will be built, and uh, there's no pricing at this time. No, probably not. So, yeah. With so, all those con components, the Concept 2, according to the automaker, produces six gigabytes of data per hour. Right. That's incredible, isn't it? So, okay. Wow. All right. Well, let's skip the rest of the news. We're running short on time. Let's just go straight to some voicemails from our, uh, yeah, from our listeners. Yeah, so as we mentioned before, we have the Overcrest hotline. You can call in, leave us a message. We have some messages we'd like to share about you, share with you. About you. <laughs> it's actually just everyone's calling and talking about themselves. No, they're talking shit about their buddies. Yeah, this is a <laughs> this is a voicemail about my friend James. That guy's Camaro is a total piece of shit. <laughs> All right, well, you can call and leave My us those messages, My friend Jeff bought a too. Miata. Please advise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our first message I need to pull up here. Uh, Chris? I threw you for a loop doing this I know like way totally earlier than, than I assumed uh, that we were. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking through all the other news we had. Okay, here we go. I have this one. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jake. It's Jonathan Calazzo. I just had a quick question for you guys. What brake pads do you guys recommend? I have a Genesis Coupe 3.8, and uh, brake pads are need to be changed. So I just wanted to know if you guys recommended a particular brand, you know, something you could buy at AutoZone or Discount Auto Parts or Pet Boys or anything like that. All right, and keep up the good work, guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks for everything. Okay. Bye. So brake pads, brake pads. So brake pads, obviously an important part of the car. Um, I always get a kick out of the found your problem stuff that I see mechanics post. Oh yeah. Like found and your, your rotor is just gone. The rotor's gone and the pat, the, the pat, the literally the cylinder of the brake. It's just grinding is, against just, no the rotor. It's right. The, yeah. So that's always awesome. Um, so, so I don't know. Uh, so Genesis Coupe, so he, he could be maybe tracking the car a little well, bit. Well, yeah, I mean, before you get ahead of yourself, there's a few different factors you need to consider with brakes. It's, you know, are you just using this for regular street? Are you going to buy basically just OEM pads, which is a compromise between A, cost, B, the noise they make. It's not make. a comprom compromise cost. The OEM ones are going to be expensive. Right, okay. So any brake pad, I should say, is a balance between cost, the noise they make, the performance on the track. How dirty they are. How dirty they are. Yep. How dirty are your how wheels going to get last. with brake dust and how long they last? Yep. Because you'll see a lot of brake pads are like, this is a lifetime brake pad and right. it is a hard compound and it's, I wouldn't do anything like that, of course. But. Well, what's interesting too, if it's just for the track, they don't work until you heat up. So you don't yep. want to run a full track pad on the street. Otherwise you're going to have emergency stop situations and nothing's going to happen until you heat them up. So what I do for all my street cars is I just buy the OEM replacements. Yep. And I don't do anything from like Pep Boys or Advanced Auto Parts or anything like that. I just order everything online, whether that's Auto House AZ or Rock Auto or... Um, there's some better options for, for getting your, your pads. Yeah. So, right. Well, rock auto is really cheap. I mean, that's, I would maybe check them out. They're not a sponsor or anything, but that's, okay. you know, that's where I would maybe look and cool. see about that and make sure you check your rotors too. Um, yes. cause you want to make, make sure it's really nice to bed new pads with new rotors, but if it's a Genesis coupe, it might not have that many miles on it. So might, maybe the original rotors are still right. good. So maybe just cause there's going to be a, you'll be able to measure them mm -hmm. and there's going to be a number that's however many millimeters, and after that, they need to be replaced. So they may not look like they need to be replaced, but make sure that you measure them 
and just see if that if you've gone past the wear bars, not the wear bars, but the wear of the rotor of the, itself, of the, rotor the width itself. of it. Yep. yep. Um, so that's brake pads. So next voicemail we had next caller is Sean from Sean from Richmond, Virginia, which I'm pulling up right now. Okay, go ahead. Hey guys, Sean from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, was curious if you guys happen to uh, assume certain things about people by the cars they drive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you always hear about Audi drivers being sort of douchey. Hey, no. That's like a stereotype. <laughs> and then third gen Mitsubishi Eclipse owners just make a terrible life decision. <laughs> I'm just curious your thoughts on that. Thanks. Welcome to podcast. Yeah, thanks so, a lot, man. I appreciate that. Um, Audi drivers aren't <laughs> historically the douchebags. Yes, Those they are. are BMW no, drivers. Audi has taken over for BMW. I know they have, but historically, BMW drivers are the douchebags that never signal, and they're always the ones with I their found Bluetooth out why they in. don't signal. I found out why. Because the blinkers, the blinkers suck. so annoying. <laughs> it is so annoying, and the blinkers suck. Yeah, uh, that's that's probably why. That is why. It yeah. turns out BMW drivers aren't that terrible. They just have bad <laughs> turn signals. Yeah, they just don't want to use it. They don't want to listen to so, it. So uh, what else do we assume about cars based so on we like, did their a, stereotype? We did a trade with a beer podcast once. Yes, we so did. We, what we did is we tied it into um, type of beer and with type what, of car. Yeah. So we were able to figure out some some options for I'm that. I'm trying to remember what we if we had any highlights for that. So like, what was it? It was like a Miller light was your, a, was a Camaro was your, yeah. That's but like, like that's, a, I was trying to think of some other cars that are really stereotypical. And okay. I'm thinking of a V six blue T top RS Camaro from like 87. So you don't even have the actual V eight Camaro. No, no, this is a V six. Okay. So who is this guy? Mullet lives in a trailer or possibly even a van down by the river. <laughs> so that's, that's, um, I can make some assumptions about that. Subaru WRX is pretty easy to pinpoint on people. Um, there's two types of people that drive a WRX. Okay, what's the first? Um, they vape. They've yeah. got graphic tees, a flat <laughs> bill hat, or they've got tree, they're tree huggers who like buying stupid wooden toys and uh, buy organic baby food for their kids. <laughs> so those are the two type of people they, that... They have the Outback, though, not the WRX. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Fine. I'm sure there's some crossover there somewhere. Um, Miatas also bug me. It's either... Uh, uh, it's usually a straw hat wearing dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this guy used, uses propane instead of charcoal, almost oh. guaranteed. Uh, he likes to fold clothes. He likes to fold he clothes. To fold this clothes. is his That's, hobby: is folding clothes. Yeah, he likes to fold clothes. He's the He's guy very that, that tucks in his t-shirt to his jeans he too. Is, he is. Okay. And his wife probably tucks her jeans into her boots. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I think you have that Miata stereotype wrong. No way. That it's guy. Either, that guy cooks on a propane grill for sure. And you know why? Why? Because propane is way better. It doesn't really matter. You never want to use charcoal. Okay, Propane is a cleaner you. burn. Well, what do you think of a, when you think of a Miata guy? Well, my car handles great. It's got it's really light. It's got great weight balance. And he's telling you all the facts. That's exactly the type of guy that doesn't cook on a charcoal grill. I I don't know. I think it's like it's changed over the years. Before it was definitely like you know the the hairdresser car as we talked. You know yeah, that's yeah. the stereotype. Now it's but propane now it's, guy. No, it's not the propane guy. It's like <laughs> what, the younger what guy. What kind of grill do you have? Jake. I have a propane grill. <laughs> yeah, okay. There we go. That's, that's all we need is a, ladies and gentlemen, good night. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. It is much faster. <laughs> uh, the other one I wanted to kind of touch on is the Porsche 944 versus the 911. And I've run into this a couple versus of times. Versus the 911. Okay. So there's two stereotypes. Okay. So I want to talk two. specifically about how these two people interact with each other. Okay. Um, when I run into uh, a... 
944 owner, I'm driving my 911. Yeah. They're never nice to me. Okay. They're never like, oh, hey, sweet. I'm always like, nice 944. Right. And they're like, yeah, it's really great. You know, the transmission's in there. It's perfect 50-50 weight yes, balance. Yes, it is. And I'm just like, okay, guy. Unlike whatever. your ass-heavy 911. Unless my ass-heavy 911. <laughs> they have like this Napoleon complex. You're right. Because you they know? all, every 944 owner wishes he had the 911. Pro- well, probably. They can appreciate their 944, but they would also like a 911. Right. Well, I would like to own both, too. But if you... This, I'm, I, I'm being the douchey 911 owner now. right now by saying, well, I could get a 944, mm-hmm. but I but I already have a 911. A 944 guy that bought his 911 for four grand isn't buying it. Should we talk about the 911 driver then? Yeah, go for it. What do you because got? Because I know for a fact that you wear your driving gloves when you drive your 911. I don't, actually. <laughs> but I you bu- have driving gloves? I have driving gloves. And in your 911? No. I bought them for Jess's car because she had a wooden steering wheel. Okay. And now I just have the driving gloves to, <laughs> to look up, like the stereotypical nine eleven driver. <laughs> to put them on the steering wheel, like, hey, here, they're right here. Well, like, I get out, I get out perfect, of the car. Perfect. I put the. I rest my case. We're done right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I still wear Chuck Taylors, so I don't wear loafers. I was. That was my other thing. I was going to say was the loafers. Can you think of anything else? Or is that, that there's? I mean, there's. Oh, I could, you could go on forever. You could. You could go on forever. Let's. Uh, I don't know, maybe move this to Facebook as a conversation. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Post this yeah, up we'll as post like this a on Facebook and see what people think. Uh, go ahead. What do we got for the? Yeah. Uh, okay. The next next voice. <laughs> I'm I'm always lost here. Like, I want to keep going with these conversations. No. Okay. So our next voicemail here is from Aaron, I believe. Here he is. I was wondering if you fine gentlemen might ever be interested in talking about video games that have cars in them and it will probably take chris one guess to know who left this message love y'all Bye. i did know right away because so this is a buddy talked, of yours yeah, yeah he's a listener he's a buddy we both talk about video games with each other he's got a bunch of my old nintendo games uh okay his house right now um so I yeah have, there, there's been a lot of cool video games over the years right and the thing is what i want to say is not all cool driving games are made to be a driving game right like because forza forza is just a driving it's game. just a, i was gonna say it's boring yeah i don't really like it um i like playing it for a little bit right and i like playing with friends yep but it's not a game i can sit down and play like say grand theft auto where, I, you, where yeah. you hop in a That's car and go one. mow over a bunch of pedestrians and pull an well, uzi that, out like and the, kill the cops. map is so cool yeah. with it you're not I like do on like, a track um, forza horizon okay. and test drive unlimited are both okay. complete open world. Well, not open world. There's a huge island that you're on. And you wow. drive around to different locations and take part in races. And you can drive anywhere you want. That's cool. Those are, those are pretty like cool. Um, but for me, it started with RC Pro-Am. I have no idea what that is. And I should give a disclaimer that I'm not, by any stretch of the imagination, a gamer. Uh, RC Pro-Am was, uh, nin- was Nintendo. And NES, I think it was NES, original. Okay. Uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. Right. And I think it was in the arcade as well. But that was really rare. Um, I, I believe it. I believe it was an arcade game. So this was basically your your it's RC cars and it's, there's a little circuit and okay. it's got a little antenna on top of the car. And it's kind of like a so three quarter like three view looking down out of the eight bit. No, no, it actually <laughs> looks pretty cool. But you could pick up little power ups and there was like oil on the track and you could spin okay. out and you could drive around. That was really fun to play with buddies. Um, 
And then as you as the game started to cut to advance, and there was sure. Road Rage. I don't know if you ever, do you know what system that was on? Road Rage was Sega. Okay. So that was a motorcycle Sega, game. Sega, yeah. Sega. Yep. So the, uh, you could actually pick up chains and like beat people with them as you're riding around on <laughs> your motorcycle. Okay. So you're, Hence Road Rage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm going to rewind. Speaking of uh, motorcycles, did you ever play Excite Bike on oh, NES? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Excite Bike. All I would do is build tracks. That's all I wanted to do. Oh, I know. Do. That was the best thing to do. And Otherwise, you, it was super boring. And you could put the little triangle one up where you could jump super far. Yeah. If you held back, you just put like a bunch of those in a row. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That was that was good times. <laughs> um, did you ever play F-Zero? I don't know what F-Zero is, so no. Oh, F-Zero was great. It's a hovercraft racing game. Hovercraft and racing. And spaceships. So it's really like futuristic. I didn't know if it actually counted. That might uh, F Zero is probably my favorite racing game. What was game the of all one? Time. Speaking of that, there was like Wave something where you were on the jet skis. That was a fun one too. That sounds lame. Jet skis? Yeah. Let's stick with stuff with wheels. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever play Cruising USA? At yes, the of course. Yeah, yeah. And were then you, Cruising World. Remember when you would hit the gas pedal twice and the thing would do a wheelie? It'd do a wheelie, yeah, of course. That was good. Um, Need for Speed. I had one of the. I had Need for Speed Two, which for is PC. like for PC. This yes. is a long I time had ago. Hot Pursuit, the original Hot Pursuit. This is for way PC. before that. This okay. is way before that. And the, I mean, it was when the uh, the Jaguar XJR, yeah, was new. Yep. That's how old the game is i mean it's cool it was old i wish i had the disc i'd probably try to figure out a way to play it again um i think i still have mine somewhere need for speed 2 no or hot, or pursuit. hot pursuit that was has good to too. be the same i swear that's around I wonder the same time how frame. much hot pursuit influenced um grand theft auto because you're running from the cops and hot pursuit you got the little True. however many you know stars yeah, the and stars stuff like that. yeah um so i wanted to just kind of roll this into the concept of what i want to do Mm -hmm. So I want to have a Forza competition. Yes. So I'm not sure exactly where we're going to do it or what the okay. logistics are. But I'm going to try and get together with some vendors and see if I can get some cool prizes, whether it's some driving shoes or a prototypal steering wheel, uh, whatever. I'll make sure that we have something cool to give away. And we're going to do uh, drift. We'll do a drift competition. Okay. And we'll do a time competition on a circuit of my choosing. That'd be awesome. So that's uh, I really like to do that. That's probably going to be um, later later this summer. And we'll, we'll, well figure out a place you know, to do I that. Well, I think what we could do as well is since we are going to be at Cars and Coffee coming up this summer. Yep. And they are, you know, we should definitely give them a shout out because they're going to be the first Saturday of the month this entire summer, April through October. Well, and not summer because turns out there was one last week that we didn't go to because it was yeah, bitter, bitter it was cold. winter. Yeah, because it's rain, shine, or snow in that case, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., it's free to enter, as we know, and spectate. And it's actually the biggest cars and coffee in it's the, yeah, the it's country. The biggest one. Yep. It's the yeah. biggest monthly so, car show in the entire country. Yeah, because it has 4,000, over 4,000 cars and 15,000 spectators. I didn't realize it drew that many people yep, in. Yeah, it's because free, it's free to spectate. It's free to park. Yep. So we'll be there. Um, we'll have a booth there. Maybe we could do the Forza competition on site there, potentially. I don't want to make any promises, but that no, nah, I want it to be like a you want it to be. An I official thought about that. Thing. I thought about doing like a running thing where it was like over the course of all the things right. we do. I thought about that. I just want to have a like a one night, one night, big make deal. it or break it. Come on over. Maybe have some prizes for people. Yeah, yep, like a steering wheel or shoes, like I mentioned. Did you just say that? I did. Were you zoned out? I was totally zoned out. I said I basically I want to do like a prototype or some driving shoes or something. That something would be great. really cool. Something legit. I want it to be legit for people that can really come earn something. So yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, let's see, because my computer just went off. 
That's it, dude. We're done. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you, are you talking to me right now? Yes, I'm talking to you right now. That's it. That's all that's on our list. We're done. We don't have any more callers? We don't have any more. Do we have another caller? That's what I'm trying to find out. We don't have any more callers, guys. we do. Okay. On that note, guys, uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. And uh, hit us up on the social medias. We'd really appreciate All it. All the social medias. We'll yeah, leave it just, at that. Just hit us up on the social medias. <laughs> and uh, stay tuned for the quick shift next week. We're going to have a... Uh, That's gonna, right. Yeah. yeah. So as you've uh, maybe heard in the past, we do the quick shift uh, where we do news between the week when we have a lot of news. Or we also do some history Yep. Uh, stories that are interesting for you. And I have a cool story to tell to Chris. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. All right. See you later, guys. Appreciate it.